0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm joined, as always, by Jason Waters. How are you, buddy? I am doing
1: fantastic on this Labor Day.
0: Yes, yes, we are recording on Labor Day, which, uh, if you're keeping track, is September 5th. And the 5th already? It is God. the 5th already, and I'm sure uh, the, the million-dollar question is, uh, where have we been? <laughs> What's been going on? It's been more than a month since an episode has been released, and frankly, it's probably going to be, you know, September 8th or 9th before this episode actually comes out. So I'll address the the uh, the situation as to why, you know, nothing's been released. Um, Patreon supporters out there will notice that I, I did pause the, the September. Uh, the first of the month is when the Patreon charges go through and I paused that because obviously, you know, that's, that's the right thing to do if you're not releasing any content. The fact of the matter is I, I did spend some time in the hospital. Uh, I had a condition that it literally impeded my ability to speak. Yeah, I mean, when you get chlamydia that deep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really <laughs> travels. It really travels. Uh, no, no, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole particular details of it, um, but uh, suffice to say that I did get admitted, and I was uh, I was in there for a Ooh. few days, and IV antibiotics, and uh, wow. you know, I couldn't eat anything, and. <sighs> lost uh, a little over 10 pounds in two well, weeks. I was you'd lose 10 pounds just being at the hospital for a couple of days eating yeah. that food. Yeah, well, I mean, I would have loved hospital food. <laughs> you'd have taken anything they gave it, you. It was so interesting because when, when I got out, because I kept asking, like, they wouldn't even let me have water. Really? Because there was this question of whether or not I was going to be put under anesthesia oh, for gotcha. a procedure. So, like, I, everything, all of my nutrients, everything was coming through an IV. Oh, that's and, terrible. And it was, it was... It was a nightmare. And I remember, you know, shortly into the third day, you know, I really wasn't – I was feeling better. Right. I was feeling better. Uh, my appearance was better. And at some point, I was just kind of asking the nurses, like, so what's the next step? <laughs> what What are we doing here? What, what's, what's the plan here? Can- <laughs> Can I have some water, please? No, no, I can't give you any water. And so eventually, you know, after consultation with my doctor, the decision was made just to say, all right, Pull uh, the plug. right, I'm going to go, <laughs> I, I'm going to go. And I yeah. was, I actually uh, had myself discharged, which I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, Apparently it's called AMA against medical advice, but uh, again, I was, this was with, total consultation with right. it's with not like my you had, doctor like, gaping wounds or anything yeah, and, my, yeah. and, and and my doctor was basically all right all right let's go through a checklist are is this okay is this okay is this okay is this okay <clears throat> all right so they're, they're they're waiting for you to have a consultation with a, a specialist that consultation doesn't seem to be happening, right. and they're just going to keep you there indefinitely until the specialist can come see you. We we know what the issue is. No way. Yeah. We know how to get this taken care of. You can you can go. Yeah. Just tell them that you're going to go. Right. And I I will say this, and I'm not obviously not going to name any names, but the nurse who was in charge of my room during that particular one, she even said to me, kind of off the record, I don't blame you. Like <laughs> like you look better. You you're clearly better. So yeah. yeah, if you want to go she said, You can always come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, and there's something called it's H I think it's H A I hospital
1: acquired infection. Yeah. The longer you're there when you are already susceptible to something, you could
0: pick up anything. Oh I mean yeah. No, I mean, Ugh. no kidding. No I, hate kidding. Hot, I hate hot. I hate it. The only thing I knew for sure is that I tested negative for COVID. Well, that's good. Because they tested me every day. Uh, every day. <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> <It's> like, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every day I got the swab and I'm like, oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. So, you know, and, and I do, you know, want to point out that during the month of August, Several episodes were recorded. Yeah, I mean, you and I recorded a couple. Yep. I recorded an episode with Adam Risky from If This Movie. I recorded an episode with Kelly Goodner. Um, there's an episode that Vincent Pranger and I recorded a few months ago, which I had planned to release in August on the Top Ten Canon Films. Nice. Which was a blast. All of those episodes are, are recorded. They're they're in the can. You know, they have to go through the. The stringent editing process that I yeah. that I put every episode through. And, and frankly, I just physically wasn't feeling up to it. Oh, like yeah. just, just sitting in a chair <sighs> trying to edit for, you know, the rule of thumb when it comes to editing, for me at least, is at a minimum, to edit an episode, it's the length of the recording times two. So wow. So if it's because okay. I have to listen to the entire thing and I have to stop and cut little things out. Yeah. So if it's a two-hour episode, it's it's a four-hour process at the minimum. So that episode that Vincent and I did is close to three hours long. Like I, I and I just again didn't physically feel up right, to it. Yeah. So, so what's the irony of it is some of the movies you and I are going to talk about today, <laughs> this episode's going to come out next. This is going to be the next one to come out. But the irony is there's going to be episodes yeah. where I'm like, well, and no, I haven't seen that movie yet, <laughs> but I have. So, what I'm trying to do now is get a little, whole little Christopher Nolan there you go. time jump. It's a, you it's know, a tenant situation. It's a tenant situation. <laughs> yeah. So, so future episodes released in September, they're going to be like, what? But you've already seen that. So just, just bear it's our own version of memento. All Perfect. right. Perfect. We're just going to bring it all, all around. So, Jason, I know you and I keep keep up to date on on what we've been watching, and you know, can we talk about Bullet Train first for a yeah, moment? Yes, I would love to talk about Bullet Train. Okay, because that's going to segue into another movie that I want to talk to, talk to you about. So we, um, you know, I, I reached out to you and I said, hey, I've got time to see one movie today. Do you think uh, Bullet Train or Nope? And and I had seen Bullet Train. I think
1: what two or three days before I saw it on a Thursday on on opening day the theater ha- I mean it was it was packed. Um I had a blast with that movie. I thought it was funny, loved the action. I thought Brad Pitt had this just self-deprecating humor and you know after seeing him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood doing his action scenes with Bruce Lee he I mean he still got that action figure you know role
0: and i loved it so brad pitt okay interest to full disclosure i only saw like the first 33 minutes of so the i film.
1: i recommended to you yes go see bullet train i said i think i said nope is a if you're looking for an original story nope if you're looking for a fun time
0: bullet train right right and for me for me like i i'm like everybody i i Really like Brad Pitt. I think he's one of the most affable, likable actors in my lifetime, yep. and I, I think he's great in literally everything he does. Even Absolutely. Thelma Louise, he was terrific. Yep. So that was the selling point for me. It's like, yeah, oh, well, you know, Brad Pitt. It, the problem for me was the other characters. Well, you you missed the, I, the cameos too. I, I did. I did. There um, were there were at
1: least three cameos in there for people who can probably demand. 15
0: to $20 million right, for a movie. I also was looking at the idea when I was watching the film. I, I couldn't figure out the tone of the movie. I couldn't figure out if this was trying to be a Guy Ritchie movie, a Quentin Tarantino movie, a John Wick movie. And it, it felt like it was trying to straddle the line of being all of them. I forget what I called it. And for me, I was like, I, I would have rather we picked one sort of <laughs> formula and just go with it. Because I, I have to tell you, like, I just, I... It just wasn't working for me.
1: What I liked about it is it wasn't just one bland, this is going to be a kung fu movie. Um, it it kept you guessing. I mean, I, I kind of figured out at least one of the two surprises. But, you know, you get to the end and where, where you left versus where it ended up, There's there's a lot out there.
0: And I'm going to, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, like when this hits VOD... You know, I've got time. You know, I'll, I'm going to finish it. You know, I'll I'll start it from the beginning. I won't just like zip up to like 30 minutes into it. I'll 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 give it another go. And you know, part of it could be I was maybe uh, why I wasn't feeling it was because I wasn't feeling good. Yeah, <laughs> it could know? be that that could be it as well. So, but what's interesting about that is because you know I took your recommendation and didn't see Nope in the theater. Right. Looking back now. I kind of wish I had seen Nope, and we're going to get into that a little bit. You so. still, there's still time. There is still time. still time. It's still playing there. You know, Jordan Peele's gotten eighty dollars of my money already <laughs> because it's a twenty dollar rental, and I've I've watched it four <clears throat> times over a two week period. Yep. I saw it in uh, I think it was in IMAX when it came out. So yeah. that was that must have been incredible. Seventeen
1: dollars for me must on my have, Regal pass must have been incredible. And I just rented it a couple days ago. So yeah, he's got. He's got about fifty bucks of my money too.
0: Can we just get into it for a little bit here? Yeah, what talking about yep. Nope for a moment. Yep. So, your reaction to the movie, I think, is vastly different than my reaction to the film.
1: It is, and I, you know, one of the things we had talked about earlier this year is this. This has been on my radar when since the first trailer came out. One of your most anticipated movies oh, of the year. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, we've probably mentioned it at least three or four times, and. I saw it, I think at like two o'clock the day it came out. Cause I was, whatever that first show was, I wanted to be there. And yeah, I. Take me through your reaction when you were leaving the theater, what was your reaction? I felt like it was not a great movie. What were you- I feel like it was a good movie. I loved, I loved the cinematography, the landscape, everything was gorgeous. And just what was lacking for me. And there's two main things, character development
0: And an actual monster that I could be afraid of. Interesting. That's very interesting. We're gonna we're gonna we have to dive into this a little bit deeper because, well, I would like to say this is this is a pure post pandemic movie. This movie was filmed in October. They started filming in October or September October of twenty twenty one. So this is this is one of those, you know, we we experience so many movies being pushed and delayed, and and you know, obviously Maverick getting kicked down the road two years. But this is a this is a movie that, you know, we're, we're making in in the height of you know, you know, it's Omnicron's about to creep its head in right now. So so pure pure pandemic movie yeah. which again, just put just pointing that out that obviously you would there's no reference to it in, in yeah. the movie whatsoever. So after I got out of the hospital I had a little downtime and I, I decided to, to to rent the movie, you know, twenty dollar rental. Yep. And, you know, I had the surround sound all optimized the best the best I could because a lot of the what I've been reading was the sound design oh, of this movie is yeah, incredible. And the score is just and the incredible. Beautiful. It's interesting because you had very high expectations. I did. And you had said to me, like, it's it's original. You know, it's not my favorite. <laughs> that lowers my expectations.
1: That <laughs> probably helped you out there a Yeah, bit.
0: so I, I went into it completely, honestly, still really had no idea what the movie was about. I mean, a, enough spoilers had come out that it – and spoilers for Nope and Possibly oh, Get coming, Out and, yeah. and Us, you know. Um, obviously I knew this had to do with possibly a UFO. I you know, I but I, I really wasn't digging deep into it. like I wouldn't even read a review wow. because the reviews would give too much. Yeah. So I went in this thing completely cold, and for a movie that comes in, I think is a hundred and thirty five minutes. All right, so it's two hours and thirteen minutes long, right? So feels it i could have watched another hour of this movie so i'll just go ahead and say this 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 has quickly become my favorite movie of the year wow and that might be my favorite movie of the past few years that's insane i have not found myself this engaged in a film in in quite some time and i know there's some people that share my opinion and there are, some, there are lots of people that have your opinion. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground on this film. Yeah, there's, there's not. And
1: I, before I'll, I'll dig out my text later, I'll, <laughs> I'll read to you what my wife texted me after she watched it. But review-wise online, this one is by far the worst reviewed of his three films. Get Out, I think it's got a Rotten Tomatoes of like 98. Us has 93. This one has 83. Yeah, right now it's interesting, and normally those go down still as more reviews come in. So it'll be it'll be curious to
0: see where it, where it eventually hits. I I don't remember being disengaged with with a movie from from the opening <clears throat> moments of the film because it could fill, obviously the open the, the opening. We gotta <laughs> talk about that too. Well, again, okay, okay. Before we before we do that, let's just you know briefly go over our thoughts on on the other two jordan peele movies because oh, yeah. because let's be honest like jordan peele i knew him i did not watch mad tv i didn't either it was never it was never a show that i watched no. now now granted we live in a world where youtube is a thing so i have to imagine that if mad tv had been on when youtube was prominent i probably would have seen a lot more skits a lot yeah. more sketches because even saturday night live puts their, you know, 24-hour, or the next morning after Saturday Night Live, every single sketch is available on the Saturday Night Live YouTube channel. So that's now how I watch SNL. So I probably might have become a little bit more familiar with it. Um, But for me, my introduction to Jordan Peele was on the sketch comedy show Key and Peele. See, I'd never
1: watched that either. It wasn't, I think it was up until Get Out came out that I went, who in the hell is this guy? And I had seen some of the clips from Key and Peele before, but... I, I mean, for me, the Get Out was what you experienced with Nope because I didn't see it in the theater. It wasn't on my radar. I didn't know what to expect just based off the movie poster, and that one just knocked my socks off.
0: Oh, and and I, everybody it, did. Yeah, it was, it that, was that, fabulous. That that did it for everybody. And I, for me. And, of course, I mean, the Key and Peele thing, like, there, there are a couple of their sketches that have oh just become God. legendary. Oh I mean, we talk about the substitute teacher. <laughs> the substitute teacher
1: is definitely my favorite one.
0: But the one where they do the East Coast, West Coast Bowl, where they do <laughs> introduce the players.
1: <laughs>
0: I actually read a little article on that, where, where they got the inspiration for that, where Jordan Peel was watching – uh, NBC's you know Sunday night football game of the yeah. week and they do the player introductions and Jordan Peel's call Jordan Peel uh, got in touch with his with his partner and he goes do you know that there's a guy in the NFL who goes by the name DeBrickashaw-Ferkinson? <laughs> <laughs> And based, based on that, they wrote that sketch with the, with the introductions, uh, the East Coast, West Coast introductions, which are absolutely so hilarious. Funny. And the best one is they go through all of them. And all of a sudden, there's Dan Smith, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, But they're, they're just legendary. So Get Out was not a movie I saw the weekend it came out. Obviously, strong word of mouth. I saw oh, it, like yeah. fourth, fifth week it came out. It was still playing in theaters, and there was still a pretty packed theater. And there was there were some ladies sitting behind me who were were very much into the movie, <laughs> which goes against anything I normally would be okay yeah. with. But they were they you were know, cracking you up. They were cracking me. It actually it added to the experience. That's good, That's um, rare because yeah. Normally I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Uh, I've done that quite a few times.
1: Uh, talking in movies has just gotten. Absurd.
0: No, no, it's 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 a whole generational thing. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: it's a whole generational thing, and I'm I'm not trying to uh, alienate the listeners out there or anything, but uh, at movie theater etiquette, as we know it, has gone out the window. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, well, like if you enjoy going to the movies, go now. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's why
1: I go on Thursdays because yeah. usually most people don't know that the you know a Friday movie a new movie comes out on Friday it actually comes out Thursday. So there's less people there. And I hate a crowded movie just because of that one experience where you just got to turn around and just say, I didn't pay 20 fucking dollars to listen to you explain to her what just happened. Shut up. Shut
0: the fuck up. I'm reminded of the time I saw Payback, the Mel Gibson movie oh, Payback. I think that's 1999, if Oof. I think, or something yeah. like that. And that's a brutal movie. Yeah, But there was um, – a. There was two guys sitting behind me, and one guy didn't speak English, and his buddy tra- was translating to him in Spanish the dialogue. Right. <laughs> It, it, oh as audible god. as can be and 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 he was just like every time a line would come in he would look at his friend and say what the what the line was. i wouldn't be able to do I, that. I did i couldn't i yeah. had to go i had no. to go and i was just like i was like oh my god yeah you know and that was like it's one thing if somebody's like oh shit that's crazy yeah but to have that a constant commentary going on um did i ever tell you let's <laughs> ever tell you the story of the, like one of the last times I saw a movie on opening weekend, we're going to go back to 2005 oh. when Peter Jackson's King Kong came out, which does anyone even remember that movie? It was, it was so hyped when it, it came out. It was so bad. It was, it was not so good. Bad. It was not good. So so I'm sitting in, a, it's like a three, it's it's Christmas week. Schools are out. I'm going to like a Friday 2 p.m. matinee Theater's packed. Regal 16, you know. And Theater that's never going to happen again, yeah. And I'm sitting in there. And, and this is before I really discovered the twosies. So I'm just like sitting in a seat. You couldn't. There's no reserve seating. You just yeah. pick your seat. And like someone's got the damn laser pointer going at the screen. Oh, and there is a a mother and her son sitting directly behind me. And the son couldn't have been more than five or six years old. <sighs> And he's being quiet, but the mom mom keeps asking him questions, and these are mom questions. Have you ever seen any of the other King Kong movies? (laughs) No, mommy. Did Peter Jackson write the screenplay? (laughs) I don't know. What else has Jack Black been in? (laughs) And this is just as the movies, finally, I just turned around. I'm like, I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. <laughs> Little baby Ebert over here. Don't I, I don't think he knows. And she's like, "Well, oh, excuse me." And there's the, the laser pointer going. I uh, just, I mean, I I, I left well, the theater. Yeah, and I, I've I've a couple times
1: walked up because you, you always got to do the, the first thing you do is you do the turnaround. Yep. yep. And then you, you you turn around for about a second, and then if it happens again, kind of give the you know the hands up. The turnaround like, with the shoulder
0: shrug. Like, like what, do, what what are, are you doing? doing?
1: And then if the person is looks like they could take me in a fight. And I can't deal with it. I'll usually either move my seat or I'll just, I'll go to the management and say, there's some jackass up here. I want my money back. I and know. I've done that
0: several times. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I don't even know what movie I was seeing. God, this is, this is, and I think I talked about it in this podcast five or six years ago. I'm watching a movie on like a Monday evening at Regal and I'm sitting in the Toosies and right before the movie starts, there's. <laughs> Four or five teenagers that come in, all right? And I want to – everyone knows this group, okay? It's a couple girls and three guys. And one of the guys is the cool kid in the group, yep. all right? And he's yep. the one who's like he's, – he's making the jokes and the girls are laughing yep. and everyone's having a great time. And I'm like, fuck me. And <laughs> – and they're, But they're sitting on the opposite side, right? Yeah. And at one point, like, they won't shut up. And at one point, dude's, like, popping and locking in the aisle. He just gets up and just starts dancing because one of the trailers had, like, a hip-hop song. Oh, and he just starts God. dancing. And I'm like, this has got to stop. And it's just us. There's no one else in I there. I would have thrown a fucking pack of goobers at his head. And I just – I made the decision. I didn't know what to do. I, I felt like just going over there. But I don't want to get in trouble for, you know they, – they, they clearly weren't 18 years old. Yeah. So I'm not going to – Mess around and, and get into a physical confrontation with my I would love to read that article in yeah, yeah. the paper. So, so I decide. I decide to. to to get 44 year old man beat to death. <laughs> I know, I know. So, I, so I decide to get out to go out of the theater. I'm going to get the management involved. I yeah. have no choice. I got to get management involved. And I come out and there's this kid and he had to have been 16 years old. His first job, maybe five foot 10, maybe a hundred pounds. <laughs> he reminds me of the guy in the Simpsons always like the, the dirt talking kid. <laughs> I don't know, sir. <laughs> and he's like sweeping up. I'm like, excuse me. He's like, yes, sir. I'm like, there's kid. Ugh, never, mind. never mind. Just give <laughs> me. You know, no, I just, they're going to rip this kid apart. I said I just left the theater. Ugh.
1: So I I I have been not accused. I've been guilty of doing that one time before and it was um in Tallahassee back when cargo pants were, you know, really big. Oh, oh yeah. And I stuffed my cargo pants with probably 10 beers for me and my friends. <laughs> I mean, the sound of me walking was just like sloshing. And we proceeded to watch a movie and get rip-roaring drunk. And then we had all the cans sitting, you know, like on the ground below our feet. And I got up to go to the bathroom and the cans just scattered and started (laughs) rolling down all of the aisles. And, of course, it's a packed theater. Everyone's looking at me. So I just finally sit back down.
0: But, yeah, everybody's. Everybody's guilty of it at least once. One more, my, the most, my, the most extreme thing I've ever done, and and I'm definitely not proud of this. And listeners, I, I do not recommend you do this, especially in this day and age. This happened uh, during 2013. Uh, I was seeing Man of Steel, uh, nice. ironically at the Marion Theater across the street mm-hmm. from where we're recording. This is back when they fir- still showed first-run movies. Yeah. And this is a classic movie built movie theater built in 1940. It's a beautiful, beautiful oh, yeah, building. Absolutely. You know, it's still in operation today. Although they only show older movies, so I guess it's more of like a repertory theater at this yeah. point. But I, there's a Starbucks. There was a Starbucks. You know, on the same block, and I'm in this Starbucks at 12:30. I just want to get a quick cup of coffee, and I'm standing in front of this this kid who's probably in his 20s, and he's so obnoxious. He is. He goes up to the register and just kind of leans his hands on top of the register and he starts asking questions. Like, there's etiquette in Starbucks. Like, if you're in line, you know what you're ordering. And he's just like, so what's good here? And Uh, I'm just like losing. Fucking coffee. I'm like losing my mind. And so is the cashier. He ends up ordering some type of iced drink, okay? I get my coffee. I down it. (laughs) All right, I get into the theater and the movie starts and it's clear that the sound is all fucked up on this thing. Trouble's all the way up. Bass is all the way down. Like, it's yeah. it's bad. I get up. I go to the concession stand, and there's, like, a little old lady there. I'm like, hi. Can, um, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. um, There's something wrong with the sound. She's like, what's wrong with the sound? And I said, well, there's— I turned my hearing the, the equalizers are off. What's an equalizer? I said, okay, uh, where's the projectionist? Well, there's no—it's pro- just me. I said, "Well, who starts the movie? It's automated. It. The computer just starts it automatically." I said, "Okay, let me in the room." Lady. I said, "Okay, listen, is there someone you can call because it's it's ear ear piercingly like it, like anytime something really dramatic is happening, it's All like it, it definitely hurts <laughs> the ears." Yeah. And and by the way, there's like fifty people in the theater and no one else seems to care about this. And I'm like, <laughs> and I said, "Fine." She's like, ah, "There's nothing I can do." So I sit back down, and I'm like halfway through, like the halfway up, and. I start to hear this noise, and I I can't do. I'm drinking a I'm drinking a diet coke right now, in I start to hear that slurping noise. This the slurping noise that you get when your drink is empty, but there's still ice in there. Yep. And it's like a little slurping noise. I'm like, all right. And then it's like obnoxious, like like the like the person is doing it on purpose. Yeah. And, And people, lots of people are doing the turnaround. Yep. And I look back. And it's that fucking guy that was standing in front of me at Starbucks and he's not even watching. He's on his, he's got this, he's got his phone in one hand and he's just slurping on the ice in the other. And he's sitting by himself and, and I snapped like Michael Douglas and falling down. Oh, I love it. Like I snapped. I love it. I've done it. Uh, Yeah. And I got up. And I walked over and I walked in his row and I stood right in front of him and I pointed my finger in his face and I said, you are going to knock this fucking shit off right now. I swear to fucking God, knock it off. And I slapped the cup <laughs> and it went flying. It went flying across and just up. It, it hit the wall and just sh- breaks apart. And ice goes everywhere. And he's just like, oh, my God. And <laughs> I said, shut the fuck up. And I went back to my seat. Oh, that's amazing. And I just, at this point, my adrenaline's going, the sound's awful, and I just leave. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, and I'm not making light of this, this is just, this is, this was the moment where I realized how stupid that was that I did. Again, I emphasize to everyone listening don't ever do, if you're in America, yeah. don't ever do this. Like, a month later, there was that situation at that in that movie theater in Wesley Chapel, oh, where, yeah. where where the guy shot. You know, yeah. the, the, they are arguing over text message. The guy throws his popcorn at him, and then this guy's a retired cop and he's armed and he shoots and kills the guy. And that thing didn't go to trial till like last year, and he he was acquitted. No yes, way. Yes, he got he got acquitted. He was found not guilty. Oh my god. Basically, I I don't want to get into the particulars well, of it, yeah. but but I'm just saying. Don't do that. Don't do what I did in a movie theater. It's the worst thing you can do. And I, I, you know, sometimes you have this like, like you think about things in your past you've done and you get real like these like this anxiety. Like, oh my god, that this could have gone so south. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, my only real
1: bad one. Like I've told people, you. I'm like, hey, do you mind just keep it down? Okay, I'm trying to watch a movie here. We were watching The Village. Me and my my wife, we were dating at the time, and. It, the Village was, I mean, it's a quiet movie. It's very yeah. little dialogue. It's just her wandering around a fucking forest. These teenagers were up, like, two rows ahead of, or behind us, just carrying on, laughing. And I I lost it, and I fucking turned around, and I said, shut up. Shut the fuck up right now. Shut up, or I'll come back there. And they're, I mean, look like fucking football players. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but if i had not said something and let that shit go on i it would have bothered me to this day that like i didn't say anything to those damn kids i get
0: it all right listen one this is this is the one more one more, more. Quick, <laughs> one more quick one one more quick one okay this is um 2017 i think baby driver yeah. so baby drivers you know i'm excited for this movie i actually really like that movie yeah edgar wright you yeah. know and he's to me he's he's pretty consistent in his movies obviously the coronado trilogy i yeah. love Shaun of the dead you know, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. Those are all really entertaining films. Yeah. Cut red on you. And so I'm watching the movie, and I'm into it. I'm into it right away. Like yeah. I, I, And again, here we go. Original movie, you know, cool. It's definitely, with, with an Edgar Wright movie, you're going to see things you, you don't normally see. You're going to see really slick editing. I was yeah. I was into it. There's this couple behind me. And the lady... Is laying into him about something that happened at their home. And she's just like, I. I can't believe you in the did middle of the that. movie. Yeah. Like I, she's just like, I just can't believe you did that. The kids were there. You know, that's just ridiculous. And, and you should know better. You should be ashamed of yourself. And this is ridiculous. And I'm thinking, what the, first of all, I'm thinking, what, what the, the hell, the, what the what the 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 hell did this guy do? And he's just like, he's, he's just going, I know, I know. We can, we talk about it later. I know. She's like, the kids were there. And I'm like, what? And finally I just turn around and go, will you shut the fuck up? And I realized they were my next door neighbors. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, oh, and she looks at me, and I look at her, and I look at him, and I'm like, sorry. oh, sorry, and then, you know, go to check the mail a couple days later, and we, her and I kind of cross paths, and I'm like, how are you, and she's just like, doesn't even talk to me. And they,
1: All right, well, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> at
0: least tell me that. <laughs> so, sorry, everybody, we got off on a little bit of a tangent there. Well, I think it started when we were talking about- Get out. Well, get out and go see a movie first, Yeah, yeah. because yeah. Oh. otherwise- Oh yeah, yeah, this this all comes back to again yeah. why I'm if you're such a fan of of like going to the movies, you better get as get in as many as you can because I I my prediction is there they're just not going to be that many. There'll always be movie theaters, they're just not going to be that many. Yeah. So if you live in a small town that's got like a multiplex, yep. Guess what? Chances are that multiplex ain't going to be there in a year from now. No. And when the theater owners
1: realize that they've probably got some of the best real estate, massive parking lots. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean. They're gonna liquidate as soon as they can.
0: The the Regal Cinema where we live, where all of my famous movie (laughs) theater rants. This is a 16 screen multiplex. It's been it was oh they get opened in '96 or '97, so it's been there for 25 years. it's been the bane of my existence for so many awful experiences I've probably seen. Kid you not? If you got to figure from, I moved here in '98. All right, so. For a good 17 years I was seeing three movies a week yeah you know so that's 150 so I have literally seen more than a a thousand at least a thousand, least yeah. a thousand movies God I've never even thought about it like that uh, I I've I have I well, have, I, don't even, I don't even think about the money I've spent there but I've yeah. seen at least more than a thousand movie theaters at oh, I've seen more than a thousand movies at this particular yeah, movie th- and it is I, life support would be kind right now to yes. say it is my my guess is because the, the the company that owns regal has filed for bankruptcy they're going to start liquidating these things i mean what's the what you you would be able to answer this what do you suppose the lease payment is for that property or do you think they own it they maybe they own it I would, I would imagine they they own those and they don't subsidize them out or franchise them out because right, a lot um, of emcs are attached to malls mm, and things like yeah. that so that's got to be a lease payment but yeah. that's a this is a free free freestanding structure but i mean i can
1: tell you right now in the if you want to rent just general office space um anywhere you're seven to ten dollars a square foot depending on how fancy you go
0: what would you uh, okay so this regal cinema it's got a massive parking lot oh, yeah. okay it's a it's a big facility what do you think the property taxes are oh, on that thing
1: lord Probably, I mean, we could we could actually look it up on on the property appraiser website. Right. But yeah, I mean, they've got to be massive. And what's what's actually kind of fun is my dad's company built that. So oh, while, no kidding! While no they kidding. were building it, I got to go in and they were testing the speakers out, and they were playing like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, just blowing out the speakers. And just like you, I've probably seen. I think I went to the movies fifty eight times last year. Wow. That's on the low end. Yeah. yeah. Before pre-COVID, I mean, I was there at least once a week. Yeah. Um, if not more.
0: So. so you've seen well over a thousand movies at that. Easily. End. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. When you think about it like that. But it's not. If, it can't keep up like this. It, I mean. To, just to paint a picture for everybody listening. With the exception of going to like the sneak peek Batman and Maverick on IMAX. Yep, Which. May seem busy, but it's only busy in the one theater that seats 278 people. Yeah, you go to a movie there, and there's no one there, Mm-mm. no one. No. They have two employees working there. Like it's, it's the box office is
1: closed down. So now you buy your tickets at the concessions. Yeah, because there's just no need for anybody yeah. to be
0: up there. Um, and I just want to remind people: like three, four years ago, Sunday, busiest day of the busiest day of the week for them, because it would be. All-day matinees. Really? And it was, I mean, I used to go, that's when I'd see the majority of my movies on Sundays, and that place used to be packed. Really? So I'm going to look up right now just to see.
1: The only thing out really tonight is Star Trek two Wrath of Khan at 7 o'clock. 40th that's, anniversary? Yep. Reissue. Let's see. Continue. Find my seat. How many people? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10.
0: That's okay. I going to say you something. Um, Ten people in a theater. Regretfully, I, I was planning on seeing Jaws in IMAX today, but I just fell a little bit behind with some some priority stuff that I had to take care of. But I went ahead and looked at the. I think it was like the one or one thirty IMAX showing, and this was an hour before the movie starts. I went in there and to go to, to go to pick your seats. No one. Yeah. Not a single person.
1: So there's Jaws 3D, which is starting at 7:05, so roughly like an hour from now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay, that's interesting. That's but interesting. They, they can't keep up that way. They're going to end up either. I think they're going to start cycling. You know, we're going to be closed Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Open up for the weekends, mm-hmm. and that's
0: it. And then they're going to they're going to have to start closing them down. It, it, they have to own the property. Yeah. They're, 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 they're c- there's no way. There, there's no way. That they're they're able to afford a, a monthly lease payment because that's got to be what in the thirty to forty thousand dollars if oh a month easily if yeah. It, yeah I mean there's I mean, no way I don't think they're making uh, forty thousand dollars a month at that place no and I mean they make their they still have to purchase the films right well they it, it's a it's a ticket it's a split it's a split so they have to agree like 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 just use uh what what's come out recently bullet train bullet train okay so they're gonna agree to have bullet train um. They have to agree to a few different things. Bullet Train has to be on their IMAX for two weekends. It has to be on this many number of screens. And the split is somewhere, you know, depends. (laughs) Usually the split is 55-45. 55 going to the theater. uh, 45 going to... You know, the, the concessions this, this, is all theater, this, this you know. studio, concessions, all studio, which is why they're $19
1: for a bag of popcorn.
0: Uh, take a look at what Disney requires, though, for like for like the Marvel oh, and the Star that. Wars. It's like a 60 40 split going to Disney Ooh. and you have to agree to have it on your premium screens for like four or five weeks. It's wow. it's pretty, pretty dramatic. But they
1: can't they, they can't keep it
0: going this way. No, no, there's 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 just no way it
1: it, it's not And I thought it was gonna change when the whole Warner Brothers deal ended and they stopped doing a day and date release
0: on tap and screens. Too many people have gotten accustomed to, to watching their movies at home. Yeah. And I'm the same way. There's only a handful of movies that I'm like, I have to see that in the Like look, for example, Nope. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't rushing to go see that. Like it has to be a Top Gun Maverick it's got to be Avatar. It's got to be something that I'm like, yes, I have to see this on the big screen. Yeah. yeah I have to.
1: No, I, I mean, I just, I, I love the experience of
0: going to the I movies. Do too, I do It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah.
1: And I love going to movies when there's nobody else there. I've only, I think there's only been two times, and it's been in the last year where I was the only one in the theater.
0: I think the last time I had a complete, well, I had the theater to myself, I think Bullet Train, there was nobody in there when I when I saw that film. <laughs> That still didn't. I still sat in the twosies, too, which makes no sense. There's movies on for 15 minutes. There's clearly no one coming in, and I'm still just sitting on the right side. You know, like. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to find
1: somebody to. I'm gonna pay somebody to go to the movies
0: and sit behind you and just talk next time. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> no, it's uh, listen, what a great show. I'm telling you right now. So, to circle back to Jordan Peele, because yes. we kind of went off in a in a, in a different, different direction. A little there, digression for a little bit. Uh Get Out was great. It was phenomenal. He wins Academy Award for best original screenplay, nominated yep. for best picture. You know, all the accolades that movie received were rightfully deserved. Absolutely. I watched it yesterday morning just as a kind of a refresher. I hadn't seen it since the theater. Yep. And it's a movie I think is it's even more fun the second time you watch it because when you know what what's happening, yes, absolutely. Because you, you see it so 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 much more clear. Yeah. And you know, you said something when we were having a conversation about what's really smart about that movie is making the family the, you know, the East Coast elites and not like right. the Red. You could just, just go into that a little no, bit more yeah, because I, I thought that was really brilliant when we were talking we were saying about that. that. He had he had
1: two choices. Either the the villains of the movie can be the typical, you know, stereotypical, I should say, Southern Republican, just Hate black people. You know, this is we're doing this because you know we're you're inferior. But he doesn't. He goes the opposite direction, and the villi- the villains are these you know affluent white Democrats who I, I would have voted another time for Obama yeah, if I yeah. could. And I think that was so smart because it doesn't alienate it, really anyone because even if you are a middle class or upper class democrat you're not out there killing people like or doing to people what they do to people so yeah. i just i thought that he i mean just deftly handled
0: that how to work that in just so perfectly it, you, you're making me think of the movie that came out i don't know if it was last year or the year before called the hunt oh yeah i love that one you did i didn't like it at really? all no oh, for for man. For, for, th- for that reason like yeah. when you realize that like the like, fact that they called the pig Snowflake from Animal Farm and right. little liberal snowflakes. But I, I didn't I, just loved it. I didn't finish the movie because really? when the people are killed in like the convenience store and the lady says something to the effect of global warming is real or something like that, I was like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you didn't make it to the end? How far did you get? I turned it off then. Really? I said, I'm not Aww. doing this. I said, I'm not doing this. And, and, you know, it's just. Did you at least get to the flashback of how they picked them? I, I think I think I got to the flashback where, where they were all like oh, I don't remember, man. I only saw like the first thirty minutes you of the movie, but that. but I was just kind of like, and I was just like, oh, so you're making the red state people the bad guys, and I was just like, you know, well, it's still they're they're not the bad guys. They're I mean, no, you're making them the victims. Yeah, the victims. They're the victims, yeah. and and I'm just like, oh, it was maybe it was just because such a divisive period in our country. I was just like. If they hadn't made the comment, well global warming is real. I was like, "Fuck off!" I can't. I, no. no, I think my favorite was, "Will Will there be sugar after the rebellion?" Yeah, and and and, and you know, everyone who knows me knows that I'm I'm a pretty liberal guy oh, you know yeah. like i you know i never really get into yeah i'm a blue sp- dog democrat so. I, I don't get into too many politics on the show i i think it's been pretty obvious i mean there's i've sprinkled little hints throughout <laughs> the uh throughout the, the the history of this podcast yeah. like uh i'm a registered democrat yes. you know as, like as and, am I. and uh i'm <clears throat> and i'm okay with that and but i'm also i'm also not beating my chest telling everybody that i just kind of when it comes time to vote I vote. Yes. And
1: you you know just a slight further digression. I miss being able to actually not not argue but have a debate. You used to be able to talk
0: without people just to set this set this yeah. set the stage here. We live in Ocala, Florida, which is a particular – okay, first of all, Florida, for those who don't know, is what we call a purple state. Yes. it's, it's Sometimes it's red. Sometimes it's blue. It's 20-plus million people, and it's basically a 50-50 split. Yeah. But there are certain segments of the state that are more red and more blue, and we live in a particularly red part of the state. It's, a, it's actually 60-40 but, Ocala red. But I have – I can remember 10 years ago – I had uh, some of my really good buddies were like, and some of them were like members of like the young Republicans and stuff like that. They used to love to call me and say, Hey, we're going to go have beers. And we used to get into like these really deep political discussions mm-hmm. and we clearly were on different sides of the aisle. But, but you could it, talk without disrespecting each but other. But it was a fun, they, they yeah. were fun conversations. Absolutely. And you know, like, you're right. I miss those days because I used to like because every once in a while I would go you would hear me say this. You know what? That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. And every once in a while they go, you know what, Dana, you're right. God, that's never thought about that. And so I've come up with after talking with my friend, my good friend Kevin, you know, he he's coined the phrase, there's just no easy answers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so but but you're right. Like it's turned it's turned into very tri- tribalism and just Ooh. very It's so interesting. Like it used to be, I don't want to say fun, but it was constructive. No, it was fun because
1: you, you, I appreciate understanding where someone else's point of view is because it helps me understand fully the issue where, so about three weeks ago, we're having lunch. It's a business lunch and it digresses into abortion. Right. And I'm there with three Republicans and it's me and I'm not saying anything, but I'm just hearing their Opinions, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, wow, okay."
0: And it's weird; yeah. it's it's strange now because now you just opt to not even engage in the conversation right. yeah. anymore. Because it's like, to, you know what? Uh, I just You know what? Smile and wave, boys. You know smile what I just and say? Wave. Vote, vote. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, and vote. There was a uh, the stand-up comedian Doug Sta- Doug Stanhope who um, I don't know, 10 11 years ago, he had a, a comedy special and. It was in New York City and he liked at the beginning of the the comedy special, he lights up a cigarette and he says, just so you guys know, I'm going to be smoking throughout this entire performance. (laughs) You know, he goes, there's some type of provision where a performer can smoke. You guys can. He goes, and you know, if you don't like it vote <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of my new philosophy it's yeah. like you know, instead of just getting in arguments with people vote vote just vote it's all you need it's why i became a u.s citizen it was the sole reason why i i wanted to become a u.s citizen <laughs> i wanted to have the right to vote that's awesome so so get out this amazing film yes all right makes uh close to 300 million yeah like 255 million on a 4.5 million dollar budget yeah like Ridiculous. that's insane that's yeah. insane uh catapults jordan peele into that unique company of a studio is going to give him money to do whatever what he do wants. what do you want to do what do you want to do next yep okay and it's not one of these you know <laughs> sometimes the studios have the do one for us and we'll let you do one for you like one for us one yeah. for you like uh like i think ryan johnson was was in that situation where <laughs> you know it was like you want to do st- we, you know do One's star wars do star <laughs> yeah. wars the last jedi and then you can do knives out yeah well Knives Out ended up being, you know, they got two more of those movies coming out. Do they really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like that movie. The sequel is called The Glass Onion, and it's already done. Like, it's really? they're, they're in post-production on it. Please tell me Daniel Craig is he's not. He's the star of it.
1: You know, is he doing that fucking horrible accent again?
0: Well, he's, I think he's I playing he's the same character. To, so yeah. <laughs> so, Damn it. That was so the only thing I didn't like. Jordan Peele's in this unique position where he can he's like uh, Nolan and Tarantino at this point. You can make whatever you yeah. want. What do you want to do next? So he, he makes Us. Yes. Um, which was a little I, i'm gonna say this make sure i understand it's it was a little higher harder to digest upon first viewing there it
1: was it, not as clear cut no as definitely
0: not a clear cut it was it was yeah. it was multi layers of of things going on and you know yes get out has an interesting twist to it but we don't know if if jordan peele is going to be the next Shyamalan, where every movie has a twist right so i'm just watching the film and i'm Characters are great. It's interesting. There's a little bit of fog in my brain. Okay, I call. I'll just call it film fog because film I'm fog. I'm not hundred percent sure what's happening. I'm, and it's a v- visually dark movie yes. as well,
1: which yeah. makes it very difficult to rewatch on an, any kind of device. Which is
0: interesting because we look at Nope, and the majority of the big scenes in Nope happen during the day. Yes. So I, you know, I, that's I don't know if that's by coincidence or not. I I walked away from Us. I wouldn't say I was overly satisfied, but I didn't walk away going, I didn't like that. I- no, I remember I remember thinking, I, I, I remember thinking,
1: I need a little bit of time, <laughs> and yeah. then, I'll, then I'll rewatch it, because I didn't, when, when, whatever they call it, the prestige is shown in Get Out, you believe it, because it's just like, well, they've already done it, and I guess, that yeah yeah, I can get I can get on board with this weird ass brain surgery transforming yeah. people to other people. This one I had a little bit more difficult time. Like, all right, there's people in tunnels underground eating live rabbits, and this is
0: by design. Like, like where can I find this tunnel? We all have a doppelganger, <clears throat> right? And and of course, you know, again, spoilers for all Jordan Peele films, you know, and you know the big twist is, you know it harkens back to the opening scene, the little girl. And it's yeah. just, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep it a little bit vague in case anybody hasn't seen us yet. But um, I, I would say I
1: definitely, when I left the the theater after us, I was not upset. I did. I did like it. It was not my favorite movie. And I kind of did that whole, here we go again. You know, sophomore effort, you know, doesn't hold up to the first, but it was like you said, it was original. It was entertaining and it was
0: scary as fuck yes okay as a horror movie as a horror movie it hits all the right beats oh yeah Uh, no no denying that no denying that i guess get out just had such a fantastic i mean get out from start to finish is just yeah it's a tight one hour 40 minutes there's no wasted space there's no fat in this movie and not to say that there isn't us but us I walked away from that movie, obviously, clearly, not as motivated to see the next Jordan Peele movie, which which is interesting because you know to circle way back to what you said at the beginning of this episode, like one of your most anticipated films of the year is Nope. Yes, and I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, what I what I
1: love it. I I was reading an article that, you know.
0: He comes from this massive comedy
1: background. It's like, oh, this guy's going to go make a horror movie. That's cute. Good idea. And what he said was horror and comedy are essentially the same movie because it all depends on timing. Yeah. Um, And he's got the timing in this just – all three of them I would say the timing is just – it's spot on. Runtime though, a little rougher for – for nope for me okay
0: all right so you know I've, I've already mentioned that it's nope is my favorite movie of the year probably my favorite movie of the past few years it's and i know this because I, how do i define a favorite film uh, of a particular time period is what are the after effects of that movie right okay so for me what are the after effects i couldn't stop thinking about it for days wow i just kept thinking and i would kept I, I kept revisiting in my mind I was like well I guess I guess I have to rent this again because I'm going to have to watch this again. And to me there are parallels and homages to to other movies. And and I've and I'm not the first person to come up with this, yes. but I clearly saw it that Jordan Peele is obviously a fan of 1975's Jaws. Yes. I mean, you mentioned that he got permission <laughs> from Spielberg For the boy in Jason and
1: us to wear the Jaws Jaws shirt, shirt,
0: which, you know, it's a universal picture. I mean, it's a universal property. So uh, but I mean, the fact that he sought out Spielberg's approval, you know, to to do that. I thought that was interesting. Nope. For me, nope in in one way, shape or form is Jaws in the 21st century. It is a 21st century version of Jaws. For all the right reasons, for yeah. me, for me. So you have a an, uh, a, villain, if you will, the jean jacket, the spaceship, if you will, the organism. It's not a spaceship, the organism. Yeah,
1: whatever. And that's the other thing you
0: you don't know. Limited. Something that makes clouds and lives in them.
1: Limited glimpses for the first two, halves, first two acts of the movie. You don't even get to see it until an hour and 15 minutes. That's there. correct. So just. But you would think, okay, that's going to build suspense. Like you never want to show the killer correct what's not shown is usually
0: better and this at this time i was like
1: what the fuck
0: is just show it already see i'm God, i'm i'm digging <clears throat> the the little glimpses because again it's just like the movie jaws where you you see fragments yeah little fragments of it but uh, what i
1: what i what i would have expected in this and i think we'll disagree on this too is in that hour and 15 minutes Okay, you're not going to show it, so let's focus on building up the character. Let's understand the characters. Let's get you involved with them so you care about them, so you want them to survive this. I did not get that.
0: See, I cared about the characters 10 minutes into this movie. All right, let's look at O.J. and his sister at Emerald. Okay, O.J. and she did great. Her introduction, let's focus on her for a moment. Yep. Well, I guess, let's do this in order. Okay, so we're introduced to O.J. He's with his father, Keith David. Yep. OK, his father, again, major spoilers for Nope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His father is killed by some falling debris, specifically a nickel that goes through his eye and, and, and kills uh-uh. him. Um, other other debris is falling. You see keys like literally lodged into a horse. You know, there's all kinds of things going on. Um, he dies. Flash forward six months later. He is. I already recognize him to be a shell of of who he was. But know. he didn't seem that interesting in that first interaction with his father either. If you watch when they're in the vehicle, when he's driving his father to the hospital, he's very animated in that yeah, well, scene. Yes. I, I, I'm just so. So I already care about this character because he literally just saw his father die. So I, I'm already on board with him and I'm understanding when we see him again, when they're on the sound stage with the horse, you know, he's not looking anyone in the eye. He's I, he again, I see him as a shell of who he is. So I'm like, he, this is a guy that that has not processed the trauma that he's experienced. Enter his sister Emerald, and she's a firecracker. Oh yeah! And I instantly fell in love with her right Kiki away. Kiki Palmer did Kiki amazing. Palmer. She's just just amazing. Yeah. So right on, I I see her processing her her trauma a little bit differently. Yeah, but I'm already on board with those two. Right, ten minutes into the movie, I'm on board with them.
1: See, I was on board with her, but again, as as amazing as she did, I still it was really one dimensional for me on her her performance great I did not get her character from
0: what she was delivering. I see her as somebody who's refusing to accept the reality of their situation. The reality is the father has died he was the he ran the whole show he ran the farm he ran the ranch they were they' they're, they're getting fired from the set <clears throat> things things that would never have happened under the father's tutelage She's refusing to accept it. He knows the reality. This is why he's selling horses to Jupe, right. you know, and she's just like, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. And he's like, we ain't got the money for this, you know. So so I see her as someone who's refusing to accept what the reality is, and he uh, he is burdened by the reality of it.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, knowing that – I think she even said at one point that this is – Daniel Kalua said something about, you know, you got to stop getting all the worrying about your side hustles and focus on this business. And she's like, this business is my side hustle. Like, I'm out trying to do my own thing. Yeah. So I just didn't get her as being engaged in the movie. And by the time we get to they've come up with a plan and by the time they execute the plan, there's still 30 minutes to go. And I'm going,
0: I, I don't care if any of these people die. Oh, see I was the, see I'm the, I'm the total opposite of you. So, yeah. so in that you say there's 30 minutes left by the time they actually execute the plan. For me there's so much that happens in that first hour and a half of Whoa. the movie. So, now see, the first hour and a half I think we were
1: talking about this before. To me the first hour and a half was setting up equipment that was not going to work because all the electricity gets shut off. And it was I just I, I could not fathom why they spent that much time trying to record this. It, it was just running in circles for me.
0: Okay, so for those just to just to make it clear, they're trying to record this because they figure they'll be the first people on the planet that have verifiable proof of a, a UFO. Yes. essentially. So they, they enlist the help of a basically a stereo salesman at Fry's Electronics. Yes. A now defunct uh, electronics electronic store in California. So there's your, enter the Matt Hooper character, Angel for me. So OJ and M, they're, they're amalgamation of Brody. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're the, we, we live vicariously through those two. Okay. Right. But Hooper, Hooper was
1: a marine biologist studying a shark. It would be, if they were going to bring
0: somebody in, they should have brought in a UFOologist. But he's, he's an electronics expert who knows how to capture, in his mind, knows how to capture all this stuff. And that's why he, he's paired with antlers. At the end, you yes. know he's helping him out. He becomes- and let's talk about that because
1: that that was another one I just like threw my hands up. So, Antlers gets the perfect shot. You know they get right. a side shot, and he's just like
0: the, the the movie. The movie sets up for me. The movie sets up. Okay, so Antlers is first introduced on the sound stage. He's they, they even they even say we've got world renowned cinema cinematographer. Uh, you know, Antlers, whatever is, I can't remember his full name, but yeah. he, he goes by Antlers. And later on, when they, when when M and OJ and Angel realize that they, they need help capturing the shot, she reaches out to him. Yes. And you see him working on an old fashioned editing equipment. I think, I think it's called a chem. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like when you actually cut the film and cut and paste yeah. the film. Whereas nowadays, All of that is done on on computers. It's all digital. It's all all computers. So he's so obsessed with the footage that he's captured that he's doing it the old school way. So so I believe when he realizes that the shot could have been better. And what's the perfect shot? He's going to sacrifice himself to get the perfect shot. He's going to, he's going to be rolling the camera and let himself get sucked up into jean jacket. If it's raining down nickels hard enough to go through
1: someone's skull, then when that film comes down, it's going to, it's not going to
0: survive. You got to take a chance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, at that point, that was the jump in the shark moment for me. And I just went, "Ah, no, this
0: is one of the arguments I've heard about. Nope. Is, and uh, I've heard it from a few different people. I, I don't know if, you're, we haven't discussed this or not yet, but I was talking to a few other people, uh, some people I work with, and and I said to one of the girls I work with, I'm like, did you see Nope? And she's like, yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. And I'm like, well, why not? And she goes, I, I just, I didn't get it. it. I didn't understand, like, the scene with the chimpanzee, I want to see oh. that movie. No. And I, I'm like, no, 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 so no, no. So she's like, I'd rather see the the movie about that situation happening. And, and that, I guess that we have to talk about the, the, the cold open of this movie, which is something has happened on the set of a sitcom involving a chimpanzee that's clearly gone crazy. Yeah. And you have thoughts on, on this. It you, been, you don't think it should have even been in the movie. It should
1: have been gone entirely. You could take that out and it, you know, I so I, I looked up, I literally Googled, why in the hell is that chimpanzee scene in Nope? And um, Peel outright said he said it's it's about the the feelings of the feelings of rage and exploitation at the movie industry. what i so what I got was when he's finally confronted when Jupe is finally confronted with Gordy, there's that veil in front of him, and he can't see his eyes, and it, that's why whenever somebody looks up, the jean jacket attacks them, correct. You could remove it entirely. There's no commentary in there. I don't think it
0: builds any kind of suspense. See, I think it's the most necessary. It's one of the most necessary parts of the movie, because talking about Jupe, who was this child actor who's parlayed his success from a TV show called Kid Sheriff. And then he was on, you know, a season and a half of Gordy's Home. Yeah. uh, He's kind of just ran with that. He's a child star who's who's built what could only be described as a D-list level amusement park. Yes. Uh, what's called, it's called Jupiter's plane or something like Jupiter's, that. Oh yeah. What is it called? S- something like that. Yeah. Jupiter's ranch for the sake of, for the sake of this thing. But he's, so he's built this, this, you know, wild west theme park. Um, but he's been, okay. I want to talk about what happens if you cut the whole Gordy part out of the movie. Okay. Okay. So, when you get to the part where Jupe basically for the past six months, he has been interacting with Jean Jacket the 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 entity, and he's been secretly feeding this thing horses. Okay. When we get to the part where he's doing his new, you know, Galaxy Spectacular, you know, his new show, and there's a great scene where his his wife is on the phone trying to give out press passes, you know, so like so in it the, and the stands are a quarter filled and everything. They're barely, yeah, they're barely filled. But he is if you don't have the Gordy scene, then I don't think you you get to understand his mentality, his hubris, if you will, because. He believes that he has a special bond with dangerous animals. He he believes that because what happened on the set of Gordy, Gordy's home, was the chimpanzee goes crazy, kills a few people, mauls this woman nearly to death, and then when Gordy sees Jupe hiding under the table, Jupe is not looking at Gordy. He's looking at this shoe, which by some bad miracles they describe it is standing up on its end in a way it shouldn't. Yeah. And when Gordy comes over, you're right, there's the veil. So he Gordy wants to fist bump. Gordy gets killed. But Juke believes and he takes this belief for the rest of his life that he has a special bond with, with these predators, if you will. And this is why the hubris and the ego to think that he can turn this into a spectacle – Ah, I don't get it now. And and, and, and so, but the, it it goes completely <clears throat> south for him and all 40 plus people get killed. And one of the most harrowing scenes in the movie for me, when you see them being slowly digested in the <laughs> Sarlacc pit, if you will. Um, see, for that me, traumatized me, that scene.
1: For me, if I would have liked his character better if it was just hubris. Like, all he was trying to do was get by. Or, because of what happened in Us at the beginning... I assume there was going to be a twist ending with the monkey somehow, right. the chimpanzee. They could have just shown that at the beginning and left it there. Splicing it in throughout seemed to indicate that there was something that you needed to know about that scene. And to me, I, I didn't get what you got because he came off to me as just someone who's out there
0: for the next big thing. Uh, and And I think, I think part of that is, In that whole scene where Gene Jacket kills all those people, I think is also a metaphor for Jordan Peele kind of telling people, you know, be careful of spectacle. It Mm. will swallow you alive. All right. One other thing is,
1: in Get Out and in Us, there were social issues presented in differing ways. The only social issue we really got was the black exploitation of... Crew members on sets, but that was the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Well, and then you never get it again until you get maybe the TMZ guy who,
0: bef- you know, before he well, wants to get moved, he's like, take my picture. Take I'll, my picture. T- I'll take one step further on that one. <laughs> and I think it was ex- the exploit, like not just the exploitation of the Hollywood machine that's been going on, whether it involves minorities. Whether it involves child actors, whether it inv- involves animals, and it's all for our it's all for our enjoyment. It's all for it's all to create spectacle for us to enjoy. Yeah. And and I think there's a, there's a deeper message there. But but if you've got to hunt that hard to find that deeper message. So I didn't have to hunt that hard, though. That's the thing. <laughs> For me, I didn't have to hunt that hard. I, 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 I kept trying. I'm like, I just don't get and it. And this, this thing with Jupe, this, this, this hubris thing, I got that from the first viewing. There are other things I picked up on. I've seen this film four times that I picked yeah. up on, but I got that from the first viewing and, and the Jaws reference, like the, the, like you said, the, the, the big plot of them, you know, that was, Hooper, so, Quint, and Brody out to sea, going to catch the shark. So who right. is who is he in Jaws? Then who's who? Jupe. Jupe would be to me would be the mayor. The mayor. Nah. He because it's all about he's all about profit. <laughs> so that's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch. I'll admit that's a stretch. <laughs> but right down to the scene when o, OJ is on the horse and he deploys the parachute with the streamers, and yeah. I'm like, that's the barrels from from Jaws. Yeah. And admittedly. We know from us how much of a fan of Jaws that Jordan Peele oh, yeah. is. Like this, to me, this is a tip of the hat to. And so, yeah, I, I would
1: say the, the scene I enjoyed the most in the entire movie was the barn scene with the aliens. That, and I think maybe that's why I didn't like the ending as much because. And finally, I went. Oh
0: shit! This is gonna get weird. So I, I had the I exact same because I'm watching it in a dark room and it's slightly out of focus. And then you see like the little alien stand yeah. up, and I'm like, "Oh, we're going." "We're on. Oh. We're we're going for this I, right like, now." He, sh- he finally showed him. Holy shit! I was like, "This is." The-, and I remember checking the time. It's like 30 minutes into the movie, and I'm yeah. like, "I'm like, oh, this is definitely about aliens." Yeah, and it ends up being a misdirect, but that three four minute long scene where you see the you just see the head kind of creeping i'm like is it going to come around the corner is it just slowly i mean i was that is brilliant filmmaking it was that that kind of tension and suspense i was freaking out so So. i
1: expected to see that that later in the movie i did not get it didn't didn't get it for me i just kept going you've it's, it's a vacuum cleaner. Like, no. is, see, well, vacuum know. cleaner than a blower. It's, it sucks and it
0: blows. <laughs> 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 well, she's gone from suck to blow. That's baseball. Or something. <laughs> um, but the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that ruined it. Can I tell you that I just thought I want to go off topic here because we're having a good conversation here. But I was and this is going to sound blasphemous. I wasn't like the. Biggest fan of Spaceballs, like in the '80s and early '90s. Like, like I thought it was all right. And then when I decided to give it a rewatch about a year ago, at like <laughs> as someone in their 40s, and I was pissing myself laughing. So like, good still. There, there was so much humor that was over went over my head. <laughs> uh, went over my head. You know, watching this thing when I was like 10 or 11 years old. That
1: it's oh,
0: genius. It's it's. I mean. Obviously, it's it's not Blazing Saddles. It's not Young Frankenstein, but it, it might be the best movie he made after those. It, it's definitely in the top five of best Star Wars related. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> so but. The way and I was looking at another parallel for Jaws and, you know. Initially, when Nope was over, I was kind of like, wait, wait, I've got so many questions. You know, I have so many questions. So so they got a picture of this thing. OJ's alive. The reporters have showed up. I, I need I need 10 more minutes. I need 10 more minutes. And right. I realized that Jaws ends the same way. Yeah. They blow up the shark. Hooper comes up. They swim to shore. Movie over. Movie's done. And I'm like, "Well, I've got more questions. <laughs> I've got more." So I think that was also an intentional choice. And then I also want to point out that if you watch the trailer you see a reoccurring character in the trailer that doesn't make it into the movie, and Jordan Peele was asked about that, huh. and, and and he said, "Yes, that was a significant character. I made the decision to cut that character out, but don't worry, there's more story to be told."
1: Yeah, I hope there's no sequel.
0: So he's really good at standalone movies. You're right. You're right because <laughs> because if he if he makes a sequel, then we get into uh, that. That kind of thing goes against his formula right now. Yeah, which is why I was so mad when I watched Split, which I haven't seen. You Wait, haven't no, seen? Split and there's glass, right? There's Split and there's glass. You Split, Split was good. Split was great. I think they shoehorned in that that the, that, the ending of that
1: Split. Yeah, was that they end it with bruce willis and you're like oh man they're gonna make a sequel to this
0: and they did and it wasn't good it was bad split was i saw split in the theater yeah i uh, yeah Split's great i mean james mcavoy just he kills it in that man should have been nominated for an academy award for yeah. that role yeah because he he really did he yeah. he was incredible in that film um speaking of sequels and again i don't want to go off track here too much I have been reading Heat 2. Are you familiar about this? Really? Are you familiar with no, this? I,
1: no, I love Heat, though.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give this the strongest of recommendations. So wow. Heat 2, written by Michael Mann. No Okay. Way. It is a prequel and a sequel, okay? The Godfather? It takes place between 1998 and 2000. Okay. Okay, so this is a... Minor, minor spoiler for the story, but the, the book literally opens up where Heat le- le- leaves off. Okay. Robert and De Niro. The, and it's it, De Niro's it, spoilers. Yeah. Um, but you have, you have two things happening. You have Pacino's character. Okay. Vincent, you have Pacino's character now going to interview De Niro's girl. Ooh. All right, and you have Val Kilmer say, yeah. trying to escape. Yeah, it's incredible. What I rec- and then and then it goes back to like 1988, and it follows De Niro's character and Pacino's character, and then it's huh. so it's so it's a prequel, a I guess it's a, it's a prequel and a sequel all rolled into one. I bought the book, and then I got the audio book. Okay, <laughs> the narr- I, I don't know enough about audiobooks to know if if it's a different narrator for audible or different Amazon, I got the audio book through Apple through, uh, you know, Apple books and the narrator does really good voices like the Pacino he does. It's not perfect, but it's, it it really he does the voices really well and it really gets you in and no so uh, I've, i most of the books I've it came out like three weeks ago it's incredible oh, shit it's in man they're gonna, they're gonna make a movie out of it so that's definitely a recommend excellent that, that definitely recommend that one so so i, I just
1: i gave the rotten tomato scores for nope and they're they've already gone down
0: since, since since we've had this conversation, yes.
1: So they, <laughs> in real dropped, time, they've, they've <laughs> dropped the points now. Eighty two percent fresh, out of four hundred eight reviews, and the audience score is sixty eight percent. Sixty eight percent of people like this movie.
0: Still higher than Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm just going to put that out. So there. is
1: Alvin and the Chipmunks. But <laughs>
0: by the way, for those, I'm sure it's not going to come as a surprise to tell you this. Um, my friend my friend called me yesterday morning at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, excuse me. Today's Monday. Called me Saturday morning, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, she just wanted to say hello. And she says, are you going to the movies today? I said, N- no. I'm not, not I going to have to work. She goes, well, it's National Cinema Day. And I said, well, what's that? She goes, all movies are $3 today. No way. And I looked it up, and it was like, Epic was doing it, Regal AMC. It was like National Cinema Day. It was like a thing they're probably going to do once a year. She goes, All right, aren't you going to go? I'm like, no, and let me tell you why. <laughs> I hate packed movie theaters, and you had better believe yeah. there's not going to be an empty seat in the house. If it's three bucks, yeah. That being said, <laughs> they re-released Spider-Man No Way Home with like six minutes of added footage, oh. and Maverick which is out on video on demand was the number one movie at the box office no, this weekend. Not. Well, there's nothing else out. Otherwise uh, you wouldn't get me anywhere near a movie theater. No. no Unlike that. It's like when these places on get, bargain day, on no. bargain day, no <laughs> on
1: coupon day. It's like black Friday. Like I'm, I'm not taking part in it's any like, of that
0: shit. It's like that scene in Jurassic park when they're sitting around the, the dinner table, they're sitting around and having lunch and John Hammond's they, they've just seen the dinosaurs and, 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 uh, And John Hammond's like, and I have no doubt that these attractions will just blow kids' minds. And the lawyer lawyer says, and we can charge anything we want—five thousand a day, ten thousand dollars a day. And and John Hammond's like, I didn't make Jurassic Park to be, you know, just to cater to the super rich. I want everyone deserves to see this. And he goes, Of course, we can have a coupon day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'd like just to remind everybody that Jurassic Park is an absolute masterpiece. Yes. And from what I understand, they did make some sequels, but I could care uh, less. Yeah, that
1: makes my dis- disappointments for the year. That was a rough one. <laughs>
0: um, final thoughts on Nope for me is I was fully engaged in this movie from start to finish. Fully engaged, watching it three more times. I think it's it's one of the most interesting films I've seen in, the while, in a while. I find it incredibly thought-provoking. As much as I'm against sequels, if Peel was gonna do something, yeah. I, I'd be curious to see what he does. I, I I would be curious. It movie was successful, not get out successful, not us successful, but still technically made money, and I'm sure in the ancillary secondary markets it's oh, yeah. it's gonna make its money. Surprisingly, it's made practically no money worldwide. I think I read something really? like thirty four million worldwide. Huh. And that's interesting because I, yeah. I need to look into that well, you know a little bit more. I was
1: going through those Rotten Tomato reviews. Um, I didn't – all of the ones, they, they translate just a, a sliver of it. Right. Then they'll say, like, you know, the follow this link to the article in Spanish. But all of the ones in Spanish, French, German were terrible. Yeah. They didn't like it.
0: That's interesting.
1: So I'll say my, my, my final thoughts. Um,
0: my wife hates science fiction. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Just to set the tone here. All right. His wife, Sally. Wonderful, wonderful person. Okay. I share a unique bond with her (laughs) in that Sally also loved Halloween Kills. Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) So she hates hates science fiction
1: on general. She likes horror movies sometimes, but not like gory ones. No alien movies doesn't like them. So about... Two, three weeks ago, we're going to go out to see a movie. She said, should we see Nope or Where the Crawdads Sing? And I was like, I don't know. If, I said, you're not going to like Nope. I was like, I can give you a little hint on what it is if you want, but you're not going to like it. We might as well see the other one. She's like, yeah, all right, if you think so. So she, we rented it yesterday. Okay. So um, she's seen it. She's seen it. Okay. She says, this is from her text. Okay, so my favorite part was for sure when the giant vulva monster got its period on top of their house. (laughs) I actually really loved that movie, and I'm mad that I let you talk me out of seeing it in the theater. She loved it. And then she sent me a four-minute video of me snoring. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) yes, her words, she loved it. Wow. So...
0: Divisive. Divisive. In the family. In the family. Yeah, yeah. the house divided. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Sally, I, I would like to watch Halloween uh, ends with you. Yes. Okay? We can watch it either on Peacock or you can go see it in the theater. Uh, Jason, please come with us if I'm, you, I'm if you think you can stomach it. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, I will say I'm a little little antsy that Halloween ends. They're doing a day and date. You they know? are. That's, yep. that's not a... It's coming out on Peacock the same day, and I'm That's like, a terrible idea. That tells me that there might be some cracks in the foundation. And then I do a little reading into it, and you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is going on record as saying this movie's going to piss off a lot of people. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what yeah. does that mean? She was also the same one a year ago saying
1: everybody needs to go back to the theaters, especially for
0: this movie. Yeah, and now it's like, uh, what? Like I'm I'm missing something here. Yeah. Something's not obviously. I'm going to see the movie. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, we're we're just a a little over a, a month away. Ahead. It's the fourteenth, yeah. October fourteenth. You know, so I mean, evil I guess dies tonight. Too is, is that from something? <laughs> is that evil dies tonight? Is I've, that, is, I've, I've, I'm is that from find Fright it. Night? I'm oh not, yeah, that's right. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. if I've heard that before. I wasn't sure. That's <laughs> that's clever. They should use that more often. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Jason, the 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 next movie I'm can't believe I'm about to say this. The next movie that I'm going to be very interested to see is going to come out September 27th on Netflix, and that is Rob Zombie's The Munsters. Yes. I have been transfixed the, by the trailer. You sent me
1: that trailer, and I am. I, I will definitely be there on my screen that day watching it.
0: What's interesting is it remains to be seen if the trailer is what I call a misdirect. But even if it's not the fact that the trailer is so uh bizarre right and poorly made and looks like something made on not on Final Cut or Adobe audition it looks like something made on the old Apple no no the old Microsoft movie maker from <laughs> Windows Vista. I mean it just does not look but but it it I must have watched it thirty times I'm like this is this really a movie yeah that it's going to be what day do you say I think it it's September 27th it comes out on Netflix so yeah. Netflix bought it yeah so i mean and by the way there's there's what all these articles going around like this is a 40 million dollar movie no it's there's not no, way it can be. no it's not it's it's made by universal 1440 which is like their low budget brand, yeah. uh, off brand like they do like the direct to video american pie movies and the scorpion king 5 yeah. and you know um well, a Jarhead six, you know, like, <laughs> no, no, this movie cost two to three million dollars to make. That, wow. That's it. That's yeah. it. And it um, must have got it for a song then. Oh, they probably. I don't know. I don't know how somebody probably looked at it and went, get rid of this piece of shit. I mean, they're they're not putting it in theaters. They're not putting it on video on demand. They don't must not have much faith in the film. Yeah. So but the trailer is enough for me to go. I'm going to at least hit play. Yeah, I have to that mark that on my calendar. Stuff. So all right, man, listen, thanks for doing this. Absolutely. And Always fun. Uh, I feel I feel like we're getting things back on track. So uh for everybody listening, my name's Dana. He's Jason and we will uh talk to everybody soon. See ya. See ya.